0: i uh-huh. uh-huh.
1: Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we review and reanimate the zom Shaun of the Dead, one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez.
2: I am Niall McGowan.
3: And I am John Parker. And we are from Bat minute 89, the podcast. Uh,
1: and uh, today we will be talking about uh, taking a bite out of Minute 35, which begins with Ed saying, oh, for fuck's sake, and ends... With about ten seconds of, of Ed and Sean beating the shit out of two zombies,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, pretty much. The,
0: when we when we break up the minutes the way that we do, uh, you you know it, you get really cool like freeze moments and the the pure real pain on Sean's face. He's <laughs> <laughs> just so like. <laughs> just yeah. disgusted at himself. Like, yeah, it's, it's just when he. Uh, well, we'll talk about it. Well, we can't. We can't. We can't go into that yet.
1: But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they're they're flipping through records, and mm-hmm. it's it's funny because it. I have been in a situation very much like this. What? Without really? <laughs> the... No, no, wait, wait, wait. Without the zombies, okay. right? Oh, so so, they're throwing records at of, people. Of, like, no, no, no. Of, like, going through... Yes. Going yeah. through Blu-rays or going through a collection of some sort and mm. finding things to, like, sell.
0: Uh, I can speak to this. This man has... Used to have so many trade paperbacks. Uh-huh. Um, I did, yeah. And he... He, he cleaned fucking house like about a year yeah. ago was it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. About a year ago, I had four shelves of graphic novels. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Four, four, I'm sorry, not four shelves, four bookcases <laughs> of, <laughs> of 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 uh, of graphic novels, and uh, I've I've pared that down to about a dozen. Graphic novels. Oh, good um, going! I can't
3: do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I commend so, you.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, I I know I know what this is like of like flipping through a collection and being like, well can we get rid of this? Uh, no, mm-hmm. uh this one, no. <laughs> you know, like I, and so I I feel this moment uh, when that, you move. Very, it it feels very real. I don't want to. Yeah, take us yeah.
2: Off. I don't want to so, take us yeah. off in too much of a side tangent. But now I'm just curious as to like. What what were the twelve that survived? Like, what oh. Did, oh yeah, that's what this must be like the by. best of the best of the best.
1: Well, it's usually just ones that have some sort of uh, meaning. Um, like I I've got like New Frontier. Mm. Um, I've got you know the Preacher Run. Mm. Uh, wh- some some Brian K. Vaughn stuff. Just mm. this is the stuff that I know that I'll I'll come back to. I hear that um, yeah a lot yeah. Like, cause there was some where I would have it, like I buy it because I wanted to read it and then I put it on the shelf and I, knowing full well, like I'm never going to read that
3: thing I just read again. Yeah. Yeah. That's me with all of them.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, that, that happens. It's more so, um, I think, I think coming to the conclusion that I'm never going to read any, most of these again and it's really just a fire hazard. It's a pain in the ass to move because they're really heavy. Um, And, and so like I, I sold off the majority of my collection just, just because I didn't want to have them anymore. Like I just don't want to be lugging them around anymore. The blu-rays are a totally different story. Those, that was more of a, of a situation like this of like, okay, this movie, am I ever going to watch it again? Probably not. But is there a situation? Can I envision a situation where, someone hasn't seen this movie and i'd say oh we well, got to watch this movie let's watch it right now <laughs> you know and so like it was it was much more in line with like
3: what he's doing with the records i would say well plus i think when you've got so many things like that you kind of forget like for instance to prepare for this yeah. i wanted to watch Shaun of the dead and i've got it in a box somewhere in the corner right <laughs> but i couldn't yeah. be bothered so i just bought it on amazon prime digital video <laughs> <laughs> i was like ah oh, well it's easier it's, it's only yeah. 5 pounds or whatever
0: right yeah it's like it's like buying a coke when you have a liter of coke back in the fridge home yes You're well like, ah, i want it right now though like <laughs> absolutely well
1: well and and at the at like a certain um at a certain point i had so many blu-rays cuz i had mm. As many as many uh, graphic novels as I had, I probably had twice as many Blu-rays. And mm. at a certain point, I would just go to Best Buy or something, and they would have, uh, you know, a sale of like, oh yeah, like th- here's this this whole bin full of of Blu-rays, and they're all five dollars. And I'd just be digging through there, like finding like, oh, I want this, I want yeah. this, and then <laughs> hey, I'd buy hey. them all, and I'd I'd come home and I'd go to put them on the shelf, and realize I have I already own half of them, and I just. <laughs> I just bought them and, because the last time I bought them, I just bought them on a whim like that and forgot that I ever owned them because I bought them and never touched them again. <laughs> yeah. And it was like at that point, that was like a big moment for me where I was like, okay, I really need to start getting rid of a bunch of these because yeah. this is ridiculous. So, so you threw them at Ma- zombies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, Blu-ray is probably a better choice uh, than vinyl records, I would imagine. Yeah,
0: you could probably more more control on the wrist. Mm. Yeah, (laughs) and they're just sturdier a little sturdier. I think you could snap
3: the disc in half and then you can you can go for the eyes. Oh yeah, yeah you, you know shiv- I'm, I'm kinda, at that point. You know,
0: Ed, Ed got so much mileage out of a out of an ashtray. I'm surprised he doesn't just like break them in half and go in fucking yeah. like mm. left, yeah. right, snickety, snicked. Yeah. Well, actually, here's my <laughs>
3: right. question. Right? What, they're doing all this. I know it's funny, obviously. That's the that's of the course, of course, of course. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but like, why don't they just tip the box out and bludgeon the zombies with the box? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Would not make a lot um, more yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah,
0: just again, like going back to you know, the movie takes. Okay, again, from an outside perspective looking in, I think it's so one of the things about British culture that I, I was like, it's so like, oh, I wish Americans had that. Is just kind of from my perspective, maybe this sounds, you know, cheesy, but how everything kind of stops for like tea or like, <laughs> it does. no, this, I, this, no, this matters. We're going to sit down. Every house has their own. And so the image of, They set the box down and then they start flipping through with their fingers through the records. Is just like yes, that's it. it, It's so that they still take time to do that, and while zombies are coming. It's important to maintain the culture. (laughs) that and comic books are the only things you ever. Yeah,
1: mm -hmm. I definitely get. I definitely get a a comic book vibe here for sure.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah. Um, Well, it is very similar to like a long box as well. The actual container of the of the records. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I've got my records yeah, so. in almost exactly the same box. So I, I'm feeling this. This is uh, what I'm picking what to put on. And <laughs> yeah. I've got a lot of the records they're going through. I mean, they pass on, on throwing Purple Rain, thank God. Mm. That's a classic. Yes. I mean, I would say that's possibly my favorite like, pop record of all time. If you, if you can call it pop. I mean, it's Prince. He does everything, doesn't he? Yeah. He's funk and rock and everything. Love it. Amazing.
2: Yeah. It's a great, mm-hmm. great, great album. Terrible film. A great album, <laughs> interesting. If film. it was a Blu ray yeah. of Purple Rain, I'll be like, I'll oh, chuck that straight away. Why the hell do we even have this?
0: <laughs> so, that, yeah, so that first album was Purple Rain by Prince and the Revolution. It's, it's kind of, I think it's the earliest. Let me check real quick. Yeah, I, I think it might be. No, never mind. It, it, it's, an, it's earlier than the other albums, uh, mm. being thrown, but yeah, so this probably would have been an album. Yeah, going back yesterday, but yeah, like I, I don't doubt that maybe Sean didn't buy this, or or maybe this is Sean's childhood copy of Purple Rain. Mm.
1: Oh no, be. see I I think I think if he's a DJ, he would use that's the kind of track you use tracks off of Purple Rain and you mix um, it with the dance tracks.
2: Yeah. To be ah. like,
1: "Ah, look, I'm doing Prince, but it's like electro." Like, you know, like yeah. I it's I, like I yeah. could totally see that sort of mashup happening at, with with Sean as a DJ. Mm.
0: Yeah. It's like just having olive oil on hand. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just need this to, you know, as a base.
2: Yeah. The thing, like cause I, at the minute i live above a pub and on uh thursday nights they always have the like the open open mic night and there's a lot of very uh musically challenged people coming in and uh because i've recently moved like i was on the top floor for a bit and i was like oh I'm completely away from all of this and then i moved down one floor and uh right above it now and like a lot of the time i don't mind but um there's a guy comes in every week and he does uh, when the doves cry from uh, from the album Purple Rain, and oh, Oof. he is this Prince must be spinning <laughs> in his grave. Like probably, oh boy. Although you do end up, yeah, no, I end up singing along though. Because he, you, you know, like he will be like, oh, maybe I'm just too demanding. and kind of sitting up in my bedroom, just like maybe I'm just like my father too cold. I'm like, oh, I'm got to get into this man. now, and then he'll try to do like always attempts Thriller and he just cannot hit the notes. Oh no. And then uh oh. the other major one is uh No One Knows by Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, Jesus. That is
1: uh. this is a weird guy. This is a really <laughs> weird guy. A I don't taste. Mm, that's very strange. Um I well yeah, but as far as uh you know the the prince stuff in here, like I mean, I could just imagine like, you know, I am skipping to a different record. Uh but You look at the Batman soundtrack, and I can just imagine (laughs) Sean taking Party Man and mixing it with an electro track. Yeah. Yeah. Making oh it God. like something really awesome. You know, because I'm thinking like, awesome. like the, <laughs> like the, you know, well, I'm thinking like the, like the A team track from Space. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, yes. yeah. like where in this instance, uh, you know, Party Man would be the A team, uh, the A team theme. And then you put like the electro track mixed it. Do you have any it?
0: idea how happy I would be to be at a club and suddenly another song? becomes Party Man. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that would be like the greatest moment of my of my whole weekend. I, I love uh. it when they uh, not
3: only mix things, but do it as a joke. Like I, I used right. to know a DJ who, um, well, our friend really liked Raspberry Beret by Prince. Oh, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he would, he would try and like really annoy her though. So he, he would start Raspberry Beret and she'd get really excited like, oh, it's coming on, it's coming on. But it, it goes perfectly into hulk hogan's theme song real american from the (laughs) so we would just mix
0: that in just to annoy her like oh i'm ruining your song uh there's uh, this is super how my i guess it's just how weird my brain is but in the defenders the marvel netflix show Mm. um there's one musical piece they go back to over and over again whenever they're like i don't know in a fucking library or looking up legal blueprints whatever the fuck they do on those netflix shows and and (laughs) <laughs> They're, and the main, like, music thing is dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Like, whenever Daredevil dare, oh, walking down yeah. the hallway, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Like, and I can't not hear Jesus is a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> and so... The whole of Defenders was kind of rude for me because I just kept hearing like, "Matt, we got to we got to dig up those old blueprints and find out when the hand bought the building." went Dun 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 dun. And it was- <laughs> <laughs> that again.
2: It was a lot. It was a lot to deal with. <laughs> oh man, it's um, amazing. So yeah, si-
0: Sign of the Times, the second album by Prince, brought up. Uh, that one was released on March 30th, 1987, and was uh, notable for Prince fans because it was the first album that Prince put out uh, after disbanding the revolution which was the band that was uh, co-credited with uh, purple rain among other albums mm.
1: so I'm not I'm not a huge prince enthusiast uh, sure. and, and so I'm I'm wondering his reaction to you know purple rain no sign of the times definitely not so is it understood amongst Prince fans that sign of the Times is the superior album
0: I think if you're like a prince nerd, you would yeah. say because like if you're a nerd, you can't say Purple Rain's the best album. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: I think it's more like you know, it's it's uh like one of the, like one the, the, the the
0: hipster hipster prince fans. Yeah, it's one of these yeah. one of these
2: things that happens because I'm a big fan of uh, a band that was featured in this film uh, earlier on, the Smiths. And it's kind of mm-hmm. is wildly understood that everyone thinks that the great the best Smiths album is The Queen Is Dead. But if you're in the Smiths fandom you know that apparently you're supposed to say Strange Ways Here We Come is the best album, even though it's (laughs) not. But everyone's like, no, no, that... If you're really into the yeah. band, but like, other, no, the the popular one, no, you don't touch that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah. saying your
0: favorite Spielberg movie is E. T. Yeah, like, right, yeah, right. it's it's true. That's that's maybe his perfect movie, but I mean, like, come on, it's E. T. Mm. But that.
1: but it's like, uh, you know, I I'm in I'm in the I you know I we talked about this uh, last week actually the uh, the Smiths versus the Cure debate. Oh. Yes. Oh. and uh, <laughs> was that for that? because I'm cuz my my favorite band of all time is the cure and so i guess it's like a similar thing of like everyone says the best album by the cure is disintegration but if you're mm. if you're a, a a pure cure purist and you're like a real fan you're a not curist. ever going to say yeah a curist, if you will uh you you'll will never say <laughs> thanks ants dance um you will never <laughs> say uh, that disintegration is is their best album you'll you'll pick something else mm. but you know, and for a while, I was definitely that person. I was the person I, I championed. Uh, Wish was my was my favorite yeah, Cure album no. for a while, and then I went back. I think they came out with like a like a I don't know some sort of anniversary edition of Disintegration, and I popped it in. and I was like. Jesus God, this is a perfect album. Like, that's
3: stupid. Like, this is the best album. Like, come on. Yeah, it took me years to get into it. I think for the same reason. It's like, well, everybody likes this one, so you put it on and you expect instantly to be blown away, and you're like, no, that wasn't so good. What are you talking about? (laughs) So you 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 don't listen to it again, Mm. and then you know you come back Mm. to it years later, and you realize, oh wait, no, that's why everybody likes it because it is great. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I've got. Because I was going to ask the same thing about Sign of the Times, like. Because I mean, I'm a I'm a Prince fan, but I'm not a Prince nerd, shall we say? I, I've got quite a lot. Yeah, of Yeah, I, I guess when I
0: think about like Questlove, I, I have a hard time saying that I'm like a fan of Prince. Mm. You know, <laughs> like well, some dudes yeah. are. Like I don't I I I'm familiar with like most of his albums. There's a few I have I've never listened to. Um, I haven't seen most of his movies. <laughs> That's but, probably a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> very
2: yeah. much so. Any of his films, like, as long as you're and a lot of luck if you haven't seen any of them. so...
0: Yeah, yeah, the only, the only tracks on, on Sign of the Times that I think if you're just like a cursory like greatest hits Prince fan, the really only big tracks are Sign of the Times, of course, and then uh, You Got the Look mm. on disc mm. two. I remember that was always on like Prince's greatest hits. Yeah, uh-huh.
2: I can imagine uh, it's probably a bit of sno- uh, kind of snobbery as well. in the fact that like Sign of the Times, particularly that, you know, that title track does have a much more of a, mm-hmm. a socio-political message behind it, and it's a bit more artistic a couple of cards of having a bit more artistic value than perhaps Purple Rain does, because Purple yes. Rain is just well, for one part, it's the soundtrack to a movie and two, it is like mm-hmm. sheer pop like it, well, not sheer pop, but I, it is like right, yeah. it's very, very mainstream, yeah. and it's nothing are, it's,
3: are you saying Darling Nikki is not art?
2: <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's not I was <laughs> saying like, on that album my favourite Prince song is uh, Take Me With You, that's on the Purple Rain Mm, album Damn. and it's like yeah that's the so, done so
0: <clears throat> speaking of uh so speaking of art, uh, historical and artistic significance uh the Batman soundtrack yes well oh, yeah, the most and, important uh, thing
2: he ever did yeah that's a yes, it was yes, released yeah.
0: uh <laughs> was released June 20th 1989 uh by Warner Brothers Records and at the time it was uh sort of meant to mimic the the multi-platinum success of Purple Rain but rather than a Prince movie it's a Batman movie and I I I I think about the Batman album a lot.
2: Uh, I'll be honest. <laughs> I think it's
0: one of the coolest things uh, Hollywood pop culture has ever tried to do with like a big a big blockbuster movie. Yeah, uh, I remember reading that originally there was going to be a double album where Prince was quote playing the Joker and Michael Jackson was playing Batman. Yep. Yeah,
2: that was one mm-hmm. of the plans. Yeah, um, and I just
0: I, I just think God that would be so cool. Mo- like music is in such a cool place right now, and like. When I heard this is random but when I heard that Lord was like executive producing one of the Hunger Games soundtracks I was like oh she's going to do like the Batman album and <laughs> oh. it, it wasn't but I I want someone else to do that really bad I want a big movie I guess the closest thing we have is like the awesome mixtapes mm. yeah the guardians yeah. but
1: uh well we have um I mean, we still have, like, some movie soundtracks have been all one person making original music. I mean, right, like yeah, Despicable Me movies. Well, Ben Folds did, um, did a, a couple of, he's done a couple yeah. of
0: movie soundtracks where he's done, he's written all original music for mm-hmm. a movie. Uh, Sandre um, Lerche did Dan in Real Life, which is, like, unironically one of my big, like, high school albums, I think, is the yeah. soundtrack to that movie. It's, been,
2: it's yeah. kind of odd. Like, it's so, been a while since I can remember, like the big you know absolutely is everywhere spin off single from a film though like the the most recent i can think of to the, the extent of it would be like wild wild west where like you know that? No, yeah,
3: what about Skyfall? That was there. Was Skyfall. No, Skyfall was pretty <laughs> big. Yeah.
0: Skyfall
1: was. Skyfall in the was probably the last one. I I can't I can't remember one
3: from a movie since
1: mm.
2: Skyfall. Yeah, I, I'll that let I'll
3: big. let you off though now because Bond doesn't count. That's what I was Bond thinking. Yeah, Bond's just going like, That's
2: just, you know, it's a thing that will come, yeah. they'll hit you anyway. But, like, the, yeah, like, but something like yeah, the. the I, and Will Smith himself has been I, trying to, like, oh, mm-hmm. spin all spinoff spin off single. The, never the, happens.
0: Uh, the Happy Song, the Happy Song was everywhere for a little bit, but I don't think a lot of people knew that was from Despicable Me. Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching yeah. the
2: video for it, been like, why are there minions in this video? Why? I don't understand what this is. <laughs> yeah. <what> the, <laughs> even actually, you were, like, you know, referencing in the other episodes, uh, you know, All Star, Smash Mouth, because that was a spin off of Mystery Men.
0: Mystery Men. Yeah, yeah, you kind yeah, of forget yeah. that.
2: Like, yeah. And
1: then later, but now everyone knows it from Shrek, yeah, uh, yeah. not from Mystery Men. Which
3: mm-hmm. yeah. is a shame. Mystery Men's yeah. bad. <laughs> I mean, I have nothing against Shrek, don't get me wrong, but Mystery <laughs> Men. Oh, geez.
0: You know, they're weirdly similar.
2: <laughs> oh well, <I> they're <laughs> like, yeah, deconstructionist kind of spoof takes on a genre. Yeah, mm, yeah, that's, yeah that's true. Out,
0: outca- un- unlikely heroes. Yeah. Likely heroes turning out not to be who you thought they were. Mm.
2: Yeah, but, uh, that's true. But on, uh, on Batman, it, though, we did have... We weren't anticipating it at the time but we had the pleasure of uh actually talking to someone who had um she had never seen the film before like we asked her on and then she was just like oh i've never actually watched it and then uh like she watched it earlier that week and then came in did it at the, at the weekend but she had no idea that prince was affiliated with batman in any way and yeah, she was just yeah. kind of sitting there like halfway through and then I had to turn to her, her friend who was watching like is this prince what the hell is Prince doing in this film? <laughs> yeah, that was
1: that was a really that was a really good episode because it was like a really weird perspective that I wasn't expecting, yeah. but it was it was fascinating. Mm. Wow, it was uh, a it lot was of like, fun. Yeah, no, it was like it was like uh, I don't know. I felt like I was
0: like excavating something. Like <laughs> it was just yeah, it was oh. like you're watching one of those BuzzFeed videos where it's like Irish people tried Carl's Junior for the yeah. first time. <laughs> right.
3: Actually, you say oh. excavating. I mean, that made me think because it must have been similar to what this Batman soundtrack was like at the time in that like Prince got a lot of, he came under a bit of fire at the time for seemingly kind of selling out by doing this. Sure. You know, and for the fact that they you know, why the hell is Prince in Batman? Mm. I think that's how viewers at the time would have been like, what, what is going on? What, what is yeah, happening right. in this film?
2: Help. I remember you like, when <laughs> we like started off though, John, like you actually flat out asked me at one point, like, do you think Prince works in this film? It kind of took me aback because I've never considered the film without. I've never it's because it, I just know that mm. film as a joke, like a, as a block of like, yeah, that's what that film is. I never would have considered that mm. it would have been weird that Prince did the soundtrack to it. But like, kind of walk away from it being like, I guess it is a bit strange. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty yeah. weird, isn't it? But you know what? Well, I it's like especially
1: about it? it's especially weird as as a as a uh, du duolo- duology um, mm. because like Batman returns is so steeped in the alfaman of it all yeah oh yeah that you know to to go back and watch batman 89 and hear
0: like prince popping up it is really off-putting mm. yeah well to me it's a product of i i think people just took it less seriously back then right right that it was like it's batman yeah make have prince sing a song whatever but now it's like we right. you know studio executives are pressured by fans to treat this like it's the it's the quran
2: mm. yeah <laughs> and well i mean
0: it, i and 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 tim burton had like little to
1: no power on that first movie yeah, like he that, i know yeah. he hated that prince was in yeah, the movie yeah, hated yeah. it mm. um yeah you know batman returns represents what he wanted batman mm. 89 i would love to visit the alternate universe where tim burton was a slightly bigger director and had slightly more, which is a little more power Mm -hmm. on 89 to see what his pure vision of that movie would have been. Um, I'm just, just fast. I would just be fascinated to know, like including like not casting Jack Nicholson, like just to, just to visit that universe and see what that
0: movie would be like. I'm just curious. That's why I was really bummed when that Batman 89 comic ended up or when we found out what could have been. Yeah. Oh Oh, yeah. um, Yeah.
2: yeah, That that was a real tragedy. That actually but, the, yeah. but you know
3: what I like about this though is that they had I mean it's probably the studio, they had the confidence in Prince though to just let him go and be Prince. Mm. It's not yes. like a quick, crappy, cheap album to score some money or anything. Well, I'm sure oh, yeah. that, it, that was it, also it, on the it, back. It's of remembered mind. as a Prince album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Prince album first, isn't it? Like Scandalous, for instance. That could be on any mm. Prince yeah, record. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. But uh yeah. also, it's, it's it's an odd progression throughout the films as well, the fact that like you know, that will been the first one of, like, well, we're trying to ground everything and make it quite, you know, gothic and uh, much more serious than the, the Adam West show. Yet we're, like, happily have mm-hmm. full Prince songs just playing in scenes. So just, like, yeah, push that out there.
0: Jack Nicholson, like, gall- like like hipping and, like, jumping around yeah, yeah. the art museum. And then the second right. one's a
2: bit more like, oh, Tim Burton's taken over. But they have a Susie Sue single that's in there. It's like, that's oh, in the yes. background. It's seamless. It's like, yeah, they're in a ballroom and it's just like, that's the song it's playing, but it's also the spinoff single. Yet, yeah. And, like, also
0: like Susie Sue is like goth as fuck, yeah. which yeah. is like perfect
3: yeah. for Batman Return. And, but, plus that song is yeah. perfect for a ballroom. Mm. <laughs> yeah.
2: But that song as well, is, like, it's utilizing the Danny Elfman Catwoman theme and all. there's obviously you know, a lot of symbiosis going on there. To actually, make that song work right, mm-hmm. but then the fact that, like, by the time Batman Forever comes around, where things are getting a lot more silly and frivolous, they have two spin off singles, yeah, they kick- but they don't feature in the film, they don't have a scene of oh, like oh, sure. oh YouTube yeah, playing a, in the background, just in the credits, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: just in the credits. Which is that's that's like the Spider Man movies, which is the you know, the other show that I do, they do the same thing where they they each each movie had a breakout single, and that single is the move, the, the song that opens the, cr- the closing yeah, credits,
2: yeah.
3: Um, yeah, I don't yeah, like that as so. much. I like it to be integrated. I think that, that that's yeah. always fun.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I am looking forward to someone in Spider-Man 2 minutes to talk about... It, it was it? We call it Anna, wasn't it? That's... Uh, we are. I remember that been the single from Spider-Man 2 that was pushed everywhere. But like... it. Oh,
1: I, that must have just been in England, because on in America it was uh, it was uh, vindicated by Dashboard confession. Oh, that was, Anna over on.
2: here it was it was this. Uh, I think she was Swedish, but I think her name was Anna, and it was this real big powerhouse kind of. Grungy rock thing, but it was a bit of a y as well. But I remember that being like oh, that was. The Spider-Man I know, I know what you single. and
0: Zach are covering. Yeah,
1: well. that's interesting. Yeah, no, no. The the vindicate vindicated was the big single off of Spider Man Two in America. Oh, and yeah. That was like oh. that was like my theme song summer two thousand and four. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. And then the the single off of Spider Man Three was uh, Snow Patrol. Yeah, I remember I that that Patrol.
2: that was over here. I think because maybe because Snow yeah. Patrol was a big band over here, so I'm, I guess that, yeah. makes, that makes sense. Although I remember with well, the they're from
0: the, the UK, if I'm not mistaken, right? Snow
2: yeah, yeah, they are. They're from uh, from Derry. They're from down the road from my hometown. So well, there you go. But uh, one of them's—I uh, don't know if he's married to, but I think he's at least going out with Courtney Cox, which is uh, was one of his. It's oh. just funny to think that there's a guy from Derry going out with Courtney Cox. It's bizarre to me. To think. <laughs> Although I do remember again with the Spider-Man one, though, because it was the Chad Kroger one, the hero, yeah. and then he did that soundtrack for Daredevil as well. And I remember reading a review of that soundtrack, yeah. and they're going for the love of God, someone just keep Chad Kroger away from superhero films? It's like, why did he get hired <laughs> for both of them? How did that happen? Uh,
1: I think um, they came out, they they came out like a year apart, so that's probably what happened.
2: <laughs> 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 he's, just, he's, just, um, he's down there, ro- it's just two doors down already, just wandering in here, It's like, yeah, I'll do a song for you guys yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, three doors yeah, down. Tell um, you so, so, album,
0: speaking of, like, divisive musical acts, so that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, the next album, Throne, Uh, So, you know, so Batman gets thrown, doesn't do a damn thing. Uh Right. And the next album is uh, Dire Straits. And it's not confirmed, but Ed is most likely referring... To the band's self-titled debut album, oh. Dire Straits, which came out in October of 1978, and produced the hit single, arguably the band's, uh, I think, biggest single, uh, "Sultans of Swing." Yeah, I mean, mm, yeah, chuck yeah. it. <laughs> Who cares? No, yeah. no, no, no. So <laughs> yeah, total, total, yeah, total. Like, I, I can if Sean, if we're kind of learning, leaning towards Sean being a little bit of a snob. Then yeah, Dire Straits is not yeah, gonna last. I, I'll, I'll, I feel like Dire
1: Straits is in his collection for the times that he's taken like wedding gigs or something. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I, think, yeah. I think if the if the Princess Bride Minute guys were here, they would be outraged at this treatment of Mark Knopfler, let me tell you. I love Dire Straits. I'm <laughs> absolutely they're the terrific band. I don't know why, yeah, why I saw this. I was almost as outraged as the Batman soundtrack bit because like, what's wrong
0: with Irish streets? <laughs> they're they're the Steely Dan of the
2: UK. No, oh, no, no, no. Yes, no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I mean, Mark, Mark Noveler, though. If you look into his soundtrack work, he did uh, like some beautiful, well, particularly like Princess Bride, did the soundtrack, that fantastic stuff. And then the like oh, yeah. local hero no, 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 and no, no, no. Uh, Cal, which is like an Irish movie where like I think the th- the soundtrack's more famous than the actual film because they made us play it on tin whistle in music class. But, uh, mm. yeah, I have a lot of affection for them. I think because my dad's a guitar player as well, because Mark Knopfler's a big guitar playing name. I had him kind of thrust upon mm. me a lot when I was growing uh, up. And he worked a lot with um, mm. Chet Atkins, who my dad's obsessed with. Mm. So maybe I'm just biased that way. But when I saw this, I was like, I don't understand what this is at <laughs> all. And then the fact that this, no, this defense of the Stone Roses... And I don't like the Stone Roses at all. So it's um, um, There would have been a, a lot of debate <laughs> you... going on in this on this on this lawn if I were there, <laughs> let me tell you. Well speaking of a lot you... of debate
3: though, I love how long this is taking when they could have just ran away. <laughs> Why have they not ran yeah. away?
2: I, I do love the subtle because they've clearly had to move further back towards the shed because the zombies are the VODs have gone into the house. <laughs> Got this record collection. Come back out, and because the zombies are closer, they've had to move a bit further back in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh-huh. and it's just like you know you could have just left it already, guys. You know if you wanted to get out of there. Yeah, but. Yeah.
0: And Scott, you bring up uh You brought up something interesting with like oh, like he he probably goes to a lot of weddings. You know, you were saying that he does have like a buttload more of vinyl. Hmm. Is so is this like his? Is this his carrier pack? Is this his?
1: Travel yeah. Pack. That's what I think and I think the
0: records in it
1: are just the records that he used the last time he had a gig. Mm. And he just hasn't Yeah. He hasn't he hasn't needed to like move them out of the box cuz he's lazy. Yeah. I mean, he's got a mattress in his yard. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, so he probably went to his last gig with his travel box and then just left those records in the travel box.
0: Yeah, cuz they are different from the music we've heard Sean play like for himself. Right. Mm. Right. Um, and then he uh, Ed suggests both the first and second albums by the Stone Roses, including uh, Second Coming, which Sean uh, insists that he likes it. Mm. Uh, and that's most people don't. Yeah. Upon, <laughs> upon its reception in uh, December of 1994, Second Coming was released to mixed reviews in both the UK and the US. Rolling Stone gave it two out of five stars. Uh, the Los Angeles Times was a little bit more positive. But uh, it's gone on to you know, like most. I think I think when albums by big bands come out and they're dismissed, they usually you know I think about like Pinkerton or like uh, Sam's Town by the Killers. Is Pinkerton, P- Pinkerton is a
1: legitimate tragedy mm-hmm. because it it just broke that band forever. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it, was it literally like like it like the the negative reaction to Pinkerton, which is a goddamn masterpiece, like the negative reaction to that album. I mean, it literally, like, sent Rivers Como into, like, a 10-year bout of
0: depression. Yes, it was his yes. Zack and Mary make a porno.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then when he came out of it, he's like, okay, all right, you guys just want more of the Blue Album? Fine. That's all we're ever going to do forever
3: now. <laughs> or whatever the hell they do at the moment. <laughs>
1: like, well, it's just it's just them. It's, it, it just feels like them parodying the Blue Album. Like, it's just yeah. like a constant parody of the Blue Album. Like, that's all they're doing. Be- and and it works because people like they d- it really feels like the Green Album was them being like oh, okay that's what you want here here's some garbage and everyone <laughs> ate the garbage and was like this is great <laughs> and they were like wait seriously okay I guess we we'll are right, we'll do malage, making right? garbage
0: yeah <laughs> oh, two man. three Pinker- four, yeah. Pinkerton legitimate tragedy it broke that band forever. It's the oh. uh, it's the Kanye West interrupting Taylor Swift at the VMAs of Weezer. Sort of it. That's when it all went for both of them. Mm, yeah, yeah. It is amazing though when you when you
3: separate these albums from the time they came out because again, obviously, so long has passed since. Well, the Stone Roses' Second Coming or, or with Pinkerton there that now people getting into these bands they won't they won't place them in that time that place that, that context. cultural context. Yeah, so they'll in a way, appreciate it more. They'll just see it as, oh, it's a, it's another album by that band. Oh, it's great. Right. I, right. That's, quite, that's quite fun. That's quite interesting because well, yeah. I didn't get into a... a lot of bands until a long time. I mean, I like punk rock and stuff, so everyone hates the second album by uh, The Damned, one of my favorite bands. But again, I I just was like, oh, it's, an, it's another Damned album. It's great. What's wrong yeah. with that? <laughs> it's fine.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Music, dude. It's. It, I think it's so interesting how the... <laughs> Oh, and then and then, uh, sade. Which yeah. uh, I, I I said I called her sade. Yeah. Until like a couple it is, years. It is pretty difficult. <laughs> it
2: is sade. That's the way it's supposed to be pronounced. But it is a real. Because you do want to say sade as soon as you see it. And then it's just like, where's the sade no. coming mm-hmm. from? I don't understand. I could get maybe the day. At least
1: put like a little
0: accent mark over the e. Or <laughs> yeah. something. It, uh. It's like the it's like the first time you hear Ray finds. Oh. Yeah. Oh no, that gets yeah. me every wait, time. Wait, What? How does that work? Oh, I guess I see it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I have a question about the Sade
3: record, though, because he throws it. Please, yeah. And it hits hits the zombie. And I was intrigued, if you think it's deliberate or not, that it, it... it kind of smashes him in the heart area because we hear that it's mm-hmm. Liz's Sade. Oh, right. So oh, I wonder if that was smashing the heart. over. His yeah, because
1: I was yeah. just gonna, I was just gonna mention that. It, it, I found it really telling that that's the record. Like the rec- the breaking of Sade is the moment that Sean gives up on this. On this. Yeah. Uh, Fuck this plan. Shed. Yeah. yeah, right. Because like, it, it's the thing where he's just like, okay, now we're breaking Liz's records. All right, I'm calling it. Like, we're not
3: doing this anymore. <laughs> um,
0: I just... Uh, I, 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 I really like that about Sean. I really do.
3: Yeah, he's a sweetie.
0: And, uh, yeah. and another another one of my favorite uh Sean-isms is just using his body as a blunt <laughs>
2: instrument. <laughs> See, like, I, I feel yeah. it here though, because the door to my room in my flat is like it's incredibly difficult to open. So that's me going through my mm. door every day. It's just like, well, just have to throw myself <laughs> at it to open it. Just hope yeah. it doesn't collapse. <laughs> he
0: he he just has he kind of is uh, still childlike in that way in which he 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 has very little forethought about like his personal safety. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like and you think about it, yeah, like Sean does get like knocked around in this mm. movie. Oh, I and mean. it's fun. It's just he, he he's one of the I remember uh I was watching this interview with with uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, and the they were talking. It was in context of Inherent Vice, and they were like, "Yeah, you, you got you. I bet you love working with Walking Phoenix. He's like so physical and so demanding." And Paul Thomas Anderson was like, "Yeah, he's you know he's just fun to see get knocked around."
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is yeah, like a lot of Inherent Vice is just is just Walking Phoenix getting like mm. beat up, and it's some people just make that yeah. fun.
3: Yeah, it's definitely the same with this. I mean, obviously, no spoilers, but there's, there's more to come. More fun, right. Sean <laughs> yeah. falling and whatnot. I think
2: yeah. that's what they said about uh, the success of uh, Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. It's just like, oh, it's, it, you know, what was it? The rugged good looks or like, the, they're such a badass or something. It's like, no. It, I think Spielberg was like, no, he takes a punch really well. Like he just <laughs> yeah, caught, yeah, well, knock him down. He'll just get, he'll flail about, but he'll get back up and it'll look like yeah. maybe he's going to succeed, but... Probably yeah. not, you know.
1: <laughs> that's, that's a that's a really important quality to have because, you know, that is something that, that Simon Peck doesn't have, right? He can take the punch, but, like, he, he... I mean, it always looks like he's... Any second, he's just going to give up, you know? Like, that's, <laughs> that's like, part of, like, how, how he reacts to getting yeah. hit and knocked down and stuff. Whereas, like, Harrison Ford, the important thing is that he can get punched but not look like... Like just not look like a like a like a wuss, you know. Mm. Like he can get beat up and dragged behind a car, and you never stop thinking he's a badass. And yeah. that's yeah.
0: I don't know how you manage to do that, but he manages to do that. Mm. It's it's it kind of you know not to bring up the other show too much, but it, it, it reminds me a little bit of Marty McFly. Yeah, where you're like, oh, he's gonna die. Like, yes yeah. this, <laughs> this poor little boy should not be here. <laughs> right absolutely absolutely <laughs>
1: uh so so sean breaks into the shed yes. um and, i was so uh, convinced
2: like, like looking at the things in here because you say like oh there's like a gnome and stuff like that uh, i yes, was yeah. so convinced this oh there's bound to be like an evil dead to easter egg in here somewhere it's gonna <laughs> be like oh, yeah. a, a space were where for the hours. chainsaw would have been or something you know that kind of yeah. thing yeah but I was like no, i was surprised that Edgar Wright just didn't go for that. It's such an easy target, and he's like, yeah, no, no I'll go for.
1: No, he already he already paid his homage to uh, to Sam Raimi with the quick and the dead shot through uh, uh, through Mary.
2: Yeah, which is oh, so... I had the uh, that's a- pretty a- pimp a- Ashman yeah. referred to as well, wasn't uh, one of the the people not showing up for work? Is like, oh, Ash is sick or something. I think that oh, was supposed oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. That too. Also, mm. yeah. See, I just kept looking um, at that gnome, and I was thinking, why has Sean got a gnome? My only explanation was, his mum bought him it when he moved in. Yeah, that's basically My, it's, it's no. I I
1: assume I assume when he says, "I thought the shed's locked," uh, and he's like, "It is." I I like the the idea of the shed being locked and they've never been in there, and then there's cobwebs everywhere. I assume that they have never, they, they, all of this stuff is the previous owners who <laughs> they just got evicted it, or died or whatever, and they've never been in this shed before ever.
0: I, 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 I'm I so nervous because I think, I think I've told Scott the story, but I don't think I've told the story on the air. But my senior year of college, I lived in a house that was very old. It was built in like the 30s or 40s, and it had a shed that was locked from the outside. And we were like, well, it's best we don't go in there. It would would only make us sad. (laughs) And and so, but we used to have, it was college. And so our house kind of became the party house that our our senior year became, you know, the places where people would go. And so one night we were having a party and I guess some underclassmen were like daring each other, like open the creepy shed. No, you (laughs) open the creepy shed. And one of the kids opened the creepy shed and then we went out to inspect the damage and there was... A big wheel bike and a red rider, a, a red rider wagon, and inside that wagon was a VHS of Pocahontas. <laughs> that is perfect. And that was that was it. Oh, <laughs> <This> oh that's <laughs> beautiful.
2: This is, it sounds like a the beginning of like a like a creepy pasta, though. You know the way it yes. was like oh, it's like a haunted version of Sonic Two. <laughs> it, was, it, was kinda, <laughs> yeah, it was a creepy house when you played it, Joe's. It knuckles eyes bled or something like that that's always the way this things go <laughs> hey sonic you want to go <laughs>
3: <laughs> i want to play this game please somebody uh somebody make this rom uh,
1: so the uh so ed and sean they they choose their weapons yes. wisely uh, this time yeah mm. i think i think very wisely uh the outfit is complete we've got we've got sean mm. in his in his uniform with the cricket bat Mm. uh you know we got the we got the full the full icon um hey. i think his uh i i i mean he, he basically just looks like his um what were those movie movie master figures oh uh, yeah mcfarland yeah. did yeah mm. yeah he's just he's his movie master figure now mm. well even uh, the whole <laughs> uh,
2: like the image here because this is the what was like, you know, rendered in art as your avatar, essentially, this yeah. like this shot. And I was like, I think yeah. I was saying to you before we did this, it's like it's weirdly coincidental because the cover art for me and John's podcast is us in the uh like artistically rendered in the Bat Dance outfit. And Bat Dance was in the Bat Batman album's, you know, soundtrack album. Which right. is in the same minute. I was like, ah,
1: there you yeah. go. <laughs> there you go. It's all connected. Yeah. Um <laughs> i but yeah I do i love I love these choice of weapons because they they would be two things you would find in a shed Yes. um and they're yeah they're they're good choices. I mean, if there's no like shears or anything uh in there,
3: um, yeah, I'd well go with these and I think actually looking at it now i I agree, I think this is someone who used to own the house. it's their shed because that that cricket bat has seen a lot of use,
2: yeah
1: is yeah.
3: bashed up. But yeah. can you picture Sean playing any kind of sport, even in no. the, even in the garden? No, no. I can <laughs> picture, Pete I mean, I can picture,
1: I can picture Pete, but it doesn't seem like he's the, it seems like he may have been the sporting type, like earlier mm. in life, like in, in college or, or university, but, um, not yeah, Sean. He's got like
0: that out of, he's got like that out of shape in shape guy build. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He does. Um, but not not Sean. He's uh, I mean he's he's made a soft serve. This
3: guy. <laughs> then again, cricket's barely a sport. I mean, this is a sport where you have a break to have tea and sandwiches. Mm.
2: Right? Your words, right. not mine. <laughs> so, you, know, <laughs> then you kind of casually
3: walk around, and just stand about all afternoon.
1: So it's a bit more like golf than
3: cricket. Yeah, I suppose mixed baseball with golf. <laughs> That's the kind of vibe you get. Yeah, and oh, it, it see, takes three baseball. days to play a game. So.
0: Oh. Yeah, my right. friends give me a hard time because it's like an old man sport, but I like baseball. It's like the <laughs> monopoly of sports. <laughs> it is.
3: See, that's weird to us because when we think of America, that yeah, we think yeah, baseball, of course, yeah, yeah. everyone in America likes baseball.
1: It's uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I do like that they switch places because Sean knows <laughs> that he has no business uh, beating. Yeah, up and like- and
0: and Ed Ed takes no. You know, he doesn't give him a hard time. He's just very like, okay, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. fair enough.
2: Switch places. I think he probably knows yeah, as definitely. well as just like he he doesn't have the build to take to <laughs> to take this guy. <laughs> so yeah, I'll will have to deal with this. Well,
3: though that's a good point actually, yeah. because too many zombie movies have these zombies seemingly being made out of like mush that just falls apart. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. I, I get like a lot of them are set like a little bit after the zombie apocalypse begins, you mm-hmm. know. So that might be what it is. But what I like in this is. They have to really batter these zombies. They've got to really dig in and go yeah. for it to hurt them. It's it's, Ed, it's well, really Ed,
1: cool. Ed. is is going for it. But what I like is that Sean hasn't killed one yet, so he's just horrified at <laughs> what's happening. And so he he hits her once, and then is like, Ugh, and kind of winces, hits it again, and then is like, oh god, look what I've done. I gotta keep going. Like it's just. <laughs> It's so like exactly what I feel like my reaction would be, and then at a certain point, he's like, "Okay, I just got to rip off the bandaid." Ah, it's
3: just <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful mess.
1: Oh, it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, it's a really, it's a really good minute. Well, I, 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 I know we're uh, we're sort of running long, but I, I have to ask this before we let you go. What was the release of this movie like in England?
2: Oh, uh, I remember it been. You know, particularly I was probably in the right place at the right time for it because it was the year Mm. I went to university was the year this came out, like that same period. And this was, it was huge. Like it was one of the biggest, I think anytime like a a UK film does well, they really like push it because it's like, oh, we've done something right. And it's like, it was a (laughs) a huge (laughs) big deal. And yeah, everyone, absolutely everyone loved it. And particularly because it was you know, this fresh young voice of cinema from the UK who's come and he was so knowledgeable and charismatic and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, you saw then the instant rise of Simon Pegg and Nick Frost as well. And, uh, previously Nick Frost to me was like, oh, was the guy from black books with the Sabudio player in his hair. And now he's a film star. <laughs> right? And, uh, but yeah, I remember particularly with, amongst the, the student crowd, which I was in at the time. Yeah, it was huge. It was a really, really big deal.
3: Oh yeah, it was it was everywhere. It was absolutely massive. You could, you couldn't escape it if you wanted to, to be honest. Mm. And yeah. uh, and well, I had an extra connection because Simon Pegg is from Gloucestershire, which is where I was living before I lived in Liverpool. Ooh. So you oh. know, you have to support the local boy. Go out to the cinema and see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. Mm. Okay, interesting. Um, all right. Well, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Oh,
2: thank you for having yeah. us. Yeah, it's been
0: really meaty stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, thank you, thank you uh and so tell people one last time where they can uh where they can find you
3: yeah if you like listening to us for some reason god knows why you would <laughs> uh, you can uh, no please do please do we, we need all the downloads uh we are available everywhere you can get your podcasts all your podcatches itunes blah 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 we are on facebook at the Batminute 89 listeners society that's the best place for all your bat chat and also look us up on twitter at Batminute 89 as well
1: all right great um well we will be back on uh monday with a with a new episode um in the meantime let's have a nice cold pint wait for all this to blow over